Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're proud to say that Bet DSI have rejoined us once again as one of our keynote sponsors on Three Yards Per Carry. We welcome them and we welcome you to join up with them. The NFL season obviously kicks off at the weekend. The college football season has just got underway, but it's not just limited to football. The baseball playoffs are coming. Uh, there are a myriad of other sports out there that you could bet on. There's entertainment things, there's politics things at betdsi.com. They have a great app. I've used it myself. I know the boys have used it too. They have a great mobile interface. And you know, this year, you can get 101% match bonus on your first deposit of up to $1,000. That's 101% match bonus on your first deposit of up to $1,000. Use the code YARDS101. As always, YARDS101. Bet DSI for all of your betting needs and other ones that you probably didn't even know existed. YARDS101 with Bet DSI. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I do not have Chris Kaufman. He will be here next week. Well, Simon, the last time that we talked... The trade was imminent with Minka Fitzpatrick. Now he's gone. Your thoughts on the compensation that we got from the Steelers? Well, you've got to give the Dolphins kudos. I mean, in years gone by, we'd have expected them to say that they wanted something. And then we ended up getting disappointed when they settled for something that wasn't what they'd put out there. The Jalen Ramsey thing sort of happened as well. We were thinking, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? But it seemed like there were a lot of teams interested and. Pittsburgh. I mean, we had a couple of teams, an AFC team and an NFC team. Jason Lackenfora had five or six. Uh, both of the teams that we'd heard were in that five or six, and it was ultimately the Steelers that, that, that took the bait, and we got their first round pick, and it'll be interesting to see with the injury to Ben Roethlisberger where, um, where that ends up. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh are a smart team, smart ownership, smart front office, smart head mm-hmm. coach. They've got to believe that Mason Rudolph is some sort of good holdover because you just don't uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger has flirted with retirement before you know around concussions obviously this elbow injury that takes him out 
for the year. You don't you don't suspect he's going to be uh, Tom Brady in terms of playing at 43, 44. You think he's probably a year, maybe two years away. So they've got to be fairly high on Mason Rudolph to think that they're going to ignore what looks like a good quarterback draft right. to, to, to give up the first round pick. So, you know, we shall see where it turns out. But Yeah, it was speculated earlier on ESPN on one of those talking head shows that the Steelers had on their preliminary draft board that Minka Fitzpatrick would have been the fifth pick taken overall. Like if you just transposed, transposed all, the prof, all the prospects from 2017 to next year, they would have had Minka as one of the better defenders in the mm. draft. So well, we, they're, they're basically taking their first round pick a year earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what, that's, you that's, know, that's what they're doing. We sat there on draft night and we were saying, you know, he's never going to get past five or he's never going to get past six and then you know he's almost certainly going to go at seven and nine and you know then all of a sudden it was like you know he could be there and it's just a shame it's the way it's played out because you know he felt like he was a chip that we were going to build around but unfortunately that's not the case we move on he moves on um you know and it's great we've got all this bounty but as amy trask said you know it's great having the picks but you've got to do something with it so we should see how you know, we'll see what the Dolphins do and whether or not we fully trust Chris Greer, Chris Greer to pull this off. Yeah, because he's got me. He's got me batting at you know Christian Yelich type um type batting average if he's going to pull this off and turn this team around in the way that Steve Ross wants it to be. Yeah, and and that's also interesting because if you go on Twitter, the the hemming and hawing on Twitter is it's deafening already and it's getting on my nerves mm. a little bit. Yeah, like, me too. Okay, Chris Greer hasn't done anything yet except build up a war chest for this 2020 offseason. Which he's done brilliantly. Yes, he has. He's done a great job. If you told me, if you told me, and I said so on Twitter, if the Texans offered two first-round picks. In fact, I posted on Twitter, give me two first-round picks and a third-round pick, and about six people called me insane for asking for that, for Laramie Tunsil. Well, they ended up getting a second-round pick instead of a third-round pick. So... Yeah, they, they got everything that they asked for, and he's done a brilliant job to build up this war chest, but now everybody's nervous that he's somehow going to screw it up. Yeah. And that's what and I want Understandably. To, yeah. No, I, absolutely. But that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Marvin Allen, everybody was wondering why Marvin Allen would take the, the job that he took here. And it seems that he took the job here because he's actually going to get Chris Greer's old job, and Chris Greer is now mm. the new Mike Tannenbaum. Mm. Now, Chris Kaufman on our WhatsApp chat was speculating that that can be dangerous because what if Chris Greer starts overruling Marvin Allen? And how did Marvin Allen build his reputation is, is a pretty good question itself. Mm. But, I mean, he's come, he's come up under John Dorsey, hasn't he? And, yes. you know, but it, goes back to that, it goes back to that thing of who makes the final decision. What, you right. know, we, I don't, we'll never know what his opinion of, uh, of Tyreek Hill was of – you know, of Kareem Hunt, of Patrick Mahomes. You know, it might maybe yes. that he was absolutely banging the table on a massive advocate for free. It may be that he wasn't. We shall never know. What we do know is that he's clearly very highly thought of. John Dorsey absolutely loves him. The people of Kansas City love him. And he was, to all intents and purposes, highly involved in those hugely successful drafts in which they managed to find and locate an MVP quarterback who looks like, you know, already a, a Hall of Fame completely changing the, the dial of, uh, of the way that the, the ball is thrown kind of quarterback in, in Pat Mahomes, mm. uh, an electric wide receiver that we the like of which we've probably never seen if you throw in speed and size um, in, in terms of Tyreek. And then obviously 
you know, Kareem Hunt, they got in the third round and um, until what happened happened, he was as good as there was in the NFL in terms of um, being able to pick up yards after the catch as a, a, as a running back out of the backfield and to be able to run the ball, look what he did to the Patriots in the opening game of last season. You know, he is a, a legitimate MVP candidate as running back and that's what he showed for much of last season. He's a really good player. But how much did Allen have? What was his involvement? It's it's the unanswerable question. But we know that he's highly regarded in league circles. Yeah, and uh, to explain to people what that means is what Chris Greer was doing before was basically building the board. And yeah. so that's what Marvin Allen's going to do now. We don't know who actually gets to make the final pick on draft night, you know? So yeah. that's the only thing that, that, you know, it's a lot of people, a lot of people makes, it makes a lot of people nervous because of Chris Greer's, well, you can't say his latest failure, which is Minka Fitzpatrick, you know? Like he, I think ultimately, ultimately Steve Ross is going to make the final call on this one, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to do something crazy with that number one overall pick. and Especially as Lamar Jackson continues to, you know, yes. rip things up. Yeah, and Steven Ross is now... <laughs> You know, Stephen Ross is walking through that building saying, thinking that he knows what the hell he's talking about. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's interesting because, you know, uh, certainly now on Monday night, the three of us have had some very um, tense is the wrong word because it never gets tense between us, but we've had some very worried discussions between us about what if they like Justin Herbert more than yes. Tua Tungabala. Mm. But we, we seem to have been hearing that actually that we can sort of rest a little bit easily. And that's been confirmed yes. sort of elsewhere as well. Rich Eisen said on his radio show yesterday that he'd been told two years ago in Dallas, um, at the draft in Dallas, that the Dolphins were absolutely targeting Tua Tonga Bailoa. I've just listened to a, a podcast with Terrence Paler and, and Charles Robinson on yahoo.com. And, uh, and both of them have talked about how the gap between Tonga Bailoa and Justin Herbert has opened up fairly dramatically. Um, certainly in league scouting circles, um, yes. and that, that you know, tour is number one, and there is a significant gap between one and the rest of the field. And actually, interestingly, and I didn't mention this to you, but interestingly, personnel people were talking to these two guys about the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Tua. And in league circles, there apparently is no gap. You know, teams are as high on Tua as they are on Trevor Lawrence. So for all the kind of Trevor fanboys, and you know, we're all, all three of yeah. us are Trevor Lawrence fanboys, but you know, in league circles, there are you know you can't separate these two guys and you know that's got to be a good thing for a team that's pretty much angling at that first overall pick yeah and i've heard the same thing that most of the debates and some of the the stuff that you can hear out there about their love for justin herbert is about who is qb2 because yeah. trust me when i tell you when this they embarked on this offseason they did not expect a 0-16 debacle it just happened kind of naturally intentionally but kind of naturally with all the trades that they've made but they the debate has been ongoing on who is QB2 but I've been told that QB1 has been Tua Tungabailoa for a while in fact the, the mm. quote I got was it was since last year's Iron Bowl so it's been a while so yeah absolutely so it's it's really about who's going to be QB2 and that's just in case that they don't get the first overall pick now I don't know how I don't know if you've been watching the media, but Dominique Foxworthy. Uh, I don't know if you know you know who he is. He used to play for the Atlanta Falcons. No. Oh, yeah. Dominic Foxworth. Yeah. Yeah, Dominic Foxworth. He went on ESPN and called the Miami Dolphins immoral for what <laughs> for this for what he called a tank job, and he, he cited his reasons that 
you know, you're asking guys to risk their, 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 their lives essentially for what is essentially no reason whatsoever. You know, guys that are not going to be able to, they're going to be putting, putting a bunch of bad tape on, you know, they're going to just produce a bunch of bad tape. That's going to ruin their careers, shorten careers, possibly get people injured. And he considers it immoral what we're doing. I've never heard this much, I don't know, bitching and pontificating, yeah. Whininess and I don't think it's immoral because it's it's you know, I can I can see that people could think it's <sighs> against the spirit of the game. I can yes. see people thinking that. But listen, in three years' time, if the dolphins are pushing deep into the playoffs, nobody is going to give a shit about how it played out. Nobody no. is going to talk about how we lost these games. Or they're only going to talk about it as essentially a false positive or a false negative, essentially, in that they're going to say, you know, the Dolphins suffered that season of 0-16, but by God, it was worth it now. Yes. You know, because, you know, <laughs> if the Chiefs had gone 0-16 and then they drafted Pat Mahomes and Mahomes took them to the conference championship game and they lost in overtime, it was league MVP, comes out and looks absolutely ridiculous the first two games of this season. Nobody, nobody would be talking about how the Chiefs, you know, they were immoral two years ago. No, they weren't. It goes back to what we talked about the other night and the cycling thing. We're, we're pushing the margins of, of what's, you know, there's no rule to say that we can't do this. Yeah, maybe it's frowned upon. Maybe there's some other GMs and some, I, I mean, people just care about your own business. Do you know what I mean? Care about, yeah. I don't think anybody's getting, nobody's getting hurt. CNFL. You know, yeah, these guys are I never understood professional that. sportsmen. I don't yeah, get that. I once spoke, I, I've, I've said this story on the, on, the, on the podcast before, and I actually mentioned the guy's name, but I won't mention it now just in case he didn't want me mentioning his name. But a few years ago, I spoke to a player who pointed at the team and said, they're four and four. I'm six and two. Whatever yeah. happened to just going out there and putting good film on, uh, yeah. on, on tape? You know what I mean? Yeah. You do your job. You play well. Trust me, scouts will find you. There's guys that have played for pretty bad colleges that get drafted pretty high, okay? In fact, Jordan Love is probably going to be in the top five, and Utah State is not a very good football team. Mm, so, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I don't understand all of this hemming and hawing, and it really starts with that with ESPN and that morning show that they have with Mike Greenberg, who happens to be a, a Jets fan. Jets fan, yeah. Yeah, and then Rich Eisen got on, got on the bandwagon, yeah. you know? So – yeah, I understand all the jokes, and yeah, all the jokes are kind of cute and, and all that stuff, but, you know, this, this has happened before with other teams. I don't know why it has to be, like, some type of, you know, some type of crime that we're committing here. While, you yeah. know, the, the, the Patriots have cheated for 20 years, you know, we can't cheat for one. <laughs> Allegedly, <know>? yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, like, if you, the Patriots were doing this, people would be like, oh, it's brilliant, Bill Belichick's a genius. Yeah, had, had Tom Brady gotten hurt in week one, and they would have stripped down most of the team to try to tank to get to Otunga Bailoa. Everybody would have said, oh, my God, this is the, the smartest thing. Bill Belichick is a genius. You know, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, you know, enough of it already. Okay, yes, we understand what the Dolphins are doing. End of story. Yeah, they're tanking. Guess what? They're going to get paid off for it if they yeah, pull the over it. correctly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Now, you posted on, on Twitter, uh, and this is something that a lot of people – you know, heard it for the first time, but we had said it before on this podcast, which was that they've been planning on spending big, quote unquote, big in free agency for 2020. And now Chris Greer came out in his presser 
and kind of confirmed it when he said we're going to be very aggressive and he stressed very aggressive in free agency. Now you posted a list that I found really interesting. I had no idea that the free agency class was as good as it is. And the more that I look at it, it gets even better and better. It's deep. I actually yeah. didn't think it was as deep as it was, but it's insane. I mean, what, what I find fascinating about it, first of all, something I mentioned to you earlier on is that having posted it on social media, so few people know beyond the top level of players in the NFL. I got loads of messages from people going, who are these guys? They're rubbish. I've never heard of them. You're making... So people, like, at least two people accuse me of just making names up. Yeah. It's like, somebody put, hey, bub, you don't know what you're talking about. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> just like, I'm sorry, what? There's like, you know, a couple of all pros in there. There's, you know, r- ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, you look around. <clears throat> Let's just take you through the through the names that I posted. Matthew Juden, the outside linebacker at... Uh, Defensive end of the, of the of the Ravens, essentially. And a perfect this year, Yeah, this year's Darius Smith, who's already tearing it up in an all-pro style with the Packers. One of the most underrated players in the NFL last season. Byron Jones. You know, Byron Jones was second-team all-pro cornerback last year, along yes. with um, along with I mean, along with Stephon Gilmore and uh, the uh, the Fuller kid in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, Howard, our boy Xavier. Um, Byron Jones, a couple of other guys, Darius Slay. I mean, they're going to figure I was arguing this today on, on Twitter. They got to pay Dak Prescott, and it looks like of course, be and they just paid Zeke Elliott. Exactly, they've got to pay Travis Frederick. Yes, you know they, they've got to pay. Um, they've just Amari paid Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper's got to be paid. So, and then you know, um, the, they've just paid uh, what's his name, the linebacker from Notre Dame, who injured his foot and. Injured his ankle and his knee. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith was just paid. So they're, they're, they're going to face the decision. And also, Byron Smith is, Byron Jones is still only 26, yes. which is incredible. You take Brandon Scherf, the right, probably the best right guard in the NFL. Jack Conklin, who was an all-pro tackle at Tennessee, tore his ACL, but is, is back this season. Andrus Pete, a right guard of the New Orleans Saints, was an all-pro two years ago. Yannick and Gat quite nailed out for much of... Um, much of preseason, but Ngakwe's a double 10-sack season guy. Eric Armstead of the 49ers is a really underrated player. Jaron Reed, I mean, I think he's been suspended for the first four games of the season. But Jaron Reed had 10 sacks last season from defensive tackle. Justin Simmons, again, one of the best young free safeties in the NFL. Kyle Fackrell of, of Green Bay, an absolute scheme fit. You know, eight sacks last season. There's your Carl Van Noy kind of player. And we haven't even mentioned, you know, Melvin Gordon, Joe Thune, uh, Leonard Williams, Quentin Jefferson, Shaq Lawson, Logan Ryan, who obviously then uh, Ronald Blair, Von Bell, David Onyemata, Effie Abada, Anthony Harris, Aaron Lynch. I mean, there's some names out there, you know. Yeah, and some uh, older uh, guys uh, like like Jordan Jenkins and Will yeah. Merciless. Like, these are, guys, these are guys that you, would, would really, really fit here. Absolutely. But let, let's just say you go out and you get yourself Brandon Scherf, Byron Jones, Jack Conklin, Justin Simmons, Kyla Fackrell, a couple of those, you know, on your matter. And all of a sudden, you know, that's a that's the nucleus and a half. Do you know what I mean? And, and you're going to get to the draft already and you're like, okay, we've got on the back end, we've got, you know, Justin Simmons. We've got, okay, there's a bit of a hole at strong safety. We've got absolute lockdown corners. You know, we've added, you know, Fackrell, and Judon on the edge. You've got Justin, you've got um, Jerome Baker in the middle. You've got Jaron Reed alongside, mm-hmm. you know, rotating in with Christian Wilkins. The offensive line, all of a sudden, you've got Jack Conklin at right tackle, Scherf at, at right guard. Uh, that's opening up an awful lot for you to go, okay, 
We'll take two at one. We'll take Iowa's Tristan Wirfs and play him at left tackle with the Pittsburgh's ninth pick or whatever. And then we'll come back and take Creed Humphrey, the best, um, the best uh, center in the draft from Oklahoma at, at Houston's pick. And we've still got the first pick in the in the second round to essentially do, you know, you go strong safety or you go wide receiver or you go running back or you know, Jonathan yeah. Taylor's on the board, or Travis Etienne, or yeah. Henry Ruggs has fallen out of all LaVisca Chenault, or... No, not I only mean, that. We've spent a few podcasts asking who can play the Calvanoi role on this defense. Well, guess what? Calvanoi can play it next year. Yeah, absolutely. He's a free agent, too. Devin McCourty's a free agent as well, you know, one of one of yeah. Brian Flores' most favorite players. And, and Vic Beasley as well, if you want a sack yeah. specialist. It is a absolutely stacked free agency, free agency class. Like, it's it, they could not be in a better position. And, of course, like, if you want, you know, the sexy names, like, there's one guy that's actually going to make it to free agency now because he did not get his contract that he asked for, and that's Derrick Henry. Mm, yeah. How would yep. you like to have a backfield of Derrick Henry and maybe you can retain Kenyon Drake on the cheap because it seems like he wants to stay here and it doesn't seem like anybody's going to pony up a pick. So, yeah, yeah, you could end up with an all Alabama backfield. <laughs> and that's something to get excited about, you know? So, exactly. yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, they, they're perfectly poised to have a very good offseason and all of this bitching and whining really has to stop. Like, you know, yeah, it is what it 100%. is. They're going to lose, and they're going to lose a lot. Yeah. All right, Simon. Well, they do play a game. They play the Dallas Cowboys. They are 21-and-a-half-point underdogs. But they're the not even Jets, close to that either. But guess what? The Jets are actually 22-and-a-half-point underdogs. <laughs> so the wow. Jets seem to have joined us in this tank fest. Does it go, actually, I've just, seen a, I've just seen a great quote. Bill Belichick in his press conference just a few minutes ago said on Luke Falk, Coach Gaze has expressed the confidence he has in in uh, in Luke Falk, and I believe him. <laughs> no, Am I... Last week, last week, Bill Belichick said the Dolphins had so many players that it was hard to get them on the field on at the same time. Which it's kind of a true quote because we do have fifty three on the roster, so you can't get which, three guys. On which the Dolphins team? Which Dolphins team do you think he was watching? Like seventy seventy three or? Yeah, and this week, this week, Bill Belichick, like he has to know that people are laughing at this, right? Like he has to be getting has a, to. A, a chuckle. Kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, today he said that it was a challenge to look across the field and see C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell and know that you're facing a, a supremely talented team. He named like the two guys that he probably knows are there. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't know anybody else. Yeah. yeah, I'm going. I mean, I'm going absolutely monstrous blowout. So you know, there's no on the road in Dallas, arguably the, one of the hottest teams in the league yes. with a quarterback who's playing absolutely sensational football. And I, I think mean, they're, I think they're going to the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go close. So yeah, I'm going um, Miami Dolphins ten. Wow. Although I suspect we'll be lucky to get ten. I might even go six, but two games without a touchdown. I'm going to go Miami Dolphins 6, Dallas 51. Wow, 51? Really? 51-6. I think teams are going to start knowing what they're getting into when they play the Miami Dolphins, and they're going to try to take us as a bye week and just do enough so we don't get too crazy. And I think it starts this week. I think the Cowboys get out to a four-touchdown lead and then just turn off the Jets and win the game 31-7, I'm going to say. Okay. I think that's how it's going to start going for the rest of the year. Cool. Well, 
that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you guys again on Monday when we will recap what is sure to be another embarrassing loss. But Shellacking. step closer <laughs> to you know who. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Hey, this is Seth Levitt, who you may not know. And O.J. McDuffie. Who you definitely know. And we're getting ready to dive back into the fish tank. That's right, Drew. Season 2 of the Fish Tank Podcast right here on the 5 Reasons Sports Network kicks off on Tuesday, August 6th with our biggest catch yet. Hall of Famer, Jason Taylor. I got the first hit in, and then he proceeded to, to grab my face mask. And he I swear to God, I've never seen anybody throw so many uppercuts <laughs> in so little time. And he hit me in my stomach, my solar plexus, <laughs> and my esophagus. <laughs> but it was like it was like it was on a, like a boomerang. Like I just kept boomeranging. But the whole time he was holding my face mask and my head couldn't move. <laughs> hey, bobblehead. And I sw- like this was boomerang before boomerang. He was even out on phones. So don't miss JT, OJ, DJ Preach, and myself. And all new guests. And most importantly, more of the best Miami Dolphins stories that you've never heard. Exactly, Big Seth. We've got an amazing lineup of your favorite Dolphins from guys I played with to guys I looked up to and even some players you'll be cheering for this season. Hey, hey, don't forget those of us who work behind the scenes, Yeah, you too. know I won't do that, man, because the fish tank takes you where no other Dolphin podcast can with some of the funniest, wildest, and most interesting stories of what goes on with your favorite team, players, and coaches when the cameras aren't watching. You can find The Fish Tank on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you do your podcast listening. So subscribe and start downloading today. Thanks for diving in. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, we understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, Reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. You decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in. Try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.